Alrighty, good morning everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast continuing our run through the NFC for draft needs. We're on to the NFC South, home of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wiz, what's cooking? Yeah, all good. This is an interesting division. We have some uh, couple teams that seem to be in rebuilding or on the rise and a couple of established teams that are trying to maintain their uh, their, their, their rankings in the NFC. All right, so let's let's start with Tampa Bay, who is an unusual position of, of, of coming back and basically returning all of their starters. I'm not really counting Antonio Brown. I think they do have wide receiver depth, but they return all of their starters, and, you know, here they are with a quarterback who's 45 years old, and, uh, you know, as a result of their success, they're going to have late picks in every every round. So... What is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are sitting on this championship? We know how hard it is to repeat in this league. What are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers looking at in this round? Is this just the type of thing where they're drafting? Is this to kind of just continue padding the roster? Is that how you kind of view them, best players available as as the rounds move on? Yeah, I mean, it seems Tom Brady is able to pull magic off on the field and off the field. Every single one of their guys uh, basically uh, re-signed with Tampa Bay. Um, then there were just one re-signing that they did that is not going to be talked about, but I just want to talk about it real quick, is Ryan Sukup, um, who and why that's interesting, I got a great stat for you. This is the first time in 10 years the Tampa Bay Bucks will have the same kicker as they had the previous season. That's amazing. Second of all, Ryan Sukup, 9 for 9 in the postseason last year. A big reason um, that's probably not thought about as much but under the radar. Uh, a big reason that they advanced. He was just rock solid. And uh, they got Gio Bernard. Uh, a perfect signing and a perfect situation, a guy who understands the blitzes that the opposing team is going to try and run, can protect Brady, and more importantly, be an elite third down receiver for him. So um, I love the offseason stuff. And as far as needs, yeah, I think at some point in this draft, I'll take a quarterback. Um, it, it, they probably won't do a Packers situation and take the quarterback with their first-round pick. Uh, could they if somebody was available that they liked? Maybe. But I think defense, um, even though their defense is obviously good, getting a little bit more depth on defense and at some point drafting a quarterback, I think, is what they're going to do. Pretty simple for Tampa Bay this year. You know, because you mentioned the, the miracles they were able to pull off and I think that's one thing that they're going to have to consider in this draft is the guys that were able to get signed you know maybe on a short-term basis and where those needs will be you know after after the collective bargaining agreement changes and the salary cap changes for next year there are a few of these players that will not be coming back to this roster we know that uh, as a result of that I think that's what the pay, that's that's what the pack uh, sorry that's what the buccaneers need to think about absolutely. All right. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, and I think, you know, one of the more compelling positions and kind of, you know, when I look at this NFL draft whiz, when I, this kind of starts for me at at picks three and four and depending on how they shake out and the Atlanta Falcons happen to be sitting there at pick four. They have a new coach in, 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 in Fred, in Fred Smith. Oh, sorry. Arthur Smith. Um, Fred Smith is the father who uh, runs FedEx in case you didn't know that. Um, There was some discussion about Matt Ryan potentially not coming back. I've heard stories about uh, Arthur Blank being enamored by the way the Kansas City Chiefs handled the, the move from a guy like Alex Smith 
to to a player like Patrick Mahomes. So at the end of the day, uh, you have a team with needs. I, you know, you and I have talked extensively about Julio Jones. Uh, you know, a player that I think, while a very gifted player on the fantasy wise, you know, I think he's he, he leaves some something to be desired. And as well, he's starting to get older. So you're going to have a lot of interesting choices here at, at the number four pick in the draft. And the Atlanta Falcons basically need help all over the football team as well. Uh, you know, a team that just absolutely struggles to put the ball in the end zone. It's been a number of years. Obviously, Koo uh, was a big winner in that whole thing. Um, defensively, I think they've struggled at times. I think their offensive line also, you know, they've made some picks in the last few years, but not panned out the way. So to me, the Falcons need help all over the place. What are the Falcons doing? Is it Kyle Pitts? I, uh, do you think that changes or you think 100% that's the way this pick is going? Yeah, so first the offseason stuff, they were able to sign Young Lei Koo, uh, who has kicked in a, in a year and a half a whopping made 60 field goals. Incredible. Mike Davis um, he joins the Falcons as well. And with the way Arthur... Uh, Smith likes to, you know, run the ball. Um, that could be that could be big for Mike Davis. Um, and I agree with the excitement uh, of this draft really starting at four. I mean, I think at three, some people are thinking which quarterback. I am pretty sure it's going to be Mac Jones. So for me, the excitement is at four, and the reason is because there are two players that are amazing fits for them. Um, Kyle Pitts. Can be a general, a general, you know, once in a generation type tight end, and um, Trey Lance could be sitting behind Matt Ryan for a year or two and be a franchise quarterback for 10, 12 years. So they have two players that I think fit perfectly for them. In my opinion, the way the Falcons are going to uh, operate this draft, and I think the way they should operate it is take Kyle Pitts. Um, Matt Ryan can give you another two, three years of, of rock-solid football quarterback, and then the rest of the draft, as you mentioned, should be all on the defensive side of the football, quarterback, safety, certainly a bunch of secondary help, uh, getting after the opposing quarterback, edge rusher, so take pitch with the fourth pick, and then usually the rest of your draft to draft all defensive players, but uh, I believe they're going to take Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts with that number fourth pick. You know, it's funny you mentioned taking all defensive players as we move into the Carolina Panthers because that's exactly what the Panthers did last year. I think the first time in history where a team took as many picks as they did at the defensive side on the defensive side of the ball, which they did. A defense which actually grew as the season went on, so some of those young players started to develop. We know there was no proper offseason last year or preseason the way rookies did, but you know Carolina had a few of those young defenders that they drafted that, that started to shine a bit as the, as the year went on. So I agree, Atlanta, Atlanta probably should follow that blueprint a little bit, but that's the direction that they went in last year. And Carolina you know, had all their eggs pretty much. David Tepper, the owner of the team. We know uh, Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, Matt Rule, the coach. I think all the eggs were in the Deshaun Watson basket. That thing fell on the ground and just completely broke apart. A, a complete disaster. What a crazy offseason it's been for, for Deshaun Watson. Whether he plays football or not this coming year or ever again, that remains to be seen. So we'll have to watch that situation. But nonetheless, 
here they are sitting with the eighth pick in the draft. They made a splash. Uh, we know the Teddy Bridgewater situation has kind of moved on, even though he is still on this roster. Sam Donald was brought here in a trade. There is some stuff going on at the moment where they haven't made a decision, depending on how things play out, what they will do at this eighth pick. You know, for me, this is a team that certainly loses a guy like Curtis Samuel. They brought in David Moore from Seattle Seahawks in the offseason. We know they have McCaffrey, but they did lose Mike Davis, as you mentioned. So there are some holes on this roster. I think they did some good things, like I said, on defense last year. Uh, but what are the Carolina Panthers to do? You know, I guess there is a dependent on you know, who's available. If these guys really love a quarterback that falls to them at eight, will they take another quarterback? And then Sam Donald's left to figure out what he does because his option is currently not being picked up as a result. So what are the tea leaves telling you about the Carolina Panthers? I think there's zero chance that Carolina Panthers take a quarterback with this eighth pick. Um, first of all, I love Hassan Reddick, the signing in the offseason, uh, who played a temple for Matt Rule. Uh, I think uh, I, I think that that was an amazing signing by the Panthers. And uh, when you look at Hassan Reddick on one side and Brian Burns on the other, um, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna wreck some havoc on the other team's quarterback. And uh, Jeremy Chin, um, just a, a playmaker. I think the Carolina Panthers are an ascending football team. Um, and I think, you know, Sam Donald is going to get a real chance to, to, to have the keys to the kingdom here and see and see what he could do. Um, now, yeah, by the way, on that point, on that point, if, if, if Sam Donald is in this draft right now, let's say he's back in this draft right now, wouldn't you think he'd be a top three quarterback in this draft? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think he would, I think he would, I think Sam Donald, coming out of USC with the, with the film that he showed coming into this draft, he would be ranked uh, after Trevor Lawrence, probably. Yep. Okay. Yep. But when, with, with that said, I think you know there's a, there's a chance that Sam Donald getting out of that Jets organization can really start turning things around for his career, and I think the Panthers can do several things with this pick. Um, there's a chance if uh, the first seven picks are all skill position crazy, which is a chance. I mean, the, the the only team that I think, I mean, the Lions could take Panay Sewell, but I think the Bengals are the, uh, are the only thing that's getting in the way of maybe Panay Sewell dropping down to the Panthers at eight. Um, so they would certainly take that player if he was available at eight. They could take Slater. Uh, they could trade down. But when I look at the Panthers, I like their roster. I think they're a sending team. Um, I love, again, the Hassan Reddick signing. Uh, I like a lot of their young players. And uh, I think, you know, offensive line, cornerback, and yeah, would they be interested if they like a receiver? I think they'll probably take a receiver at some point in the draft, but that's not that priority. So I, I think that I see them taking uh, Panay Sewell if somehow he slipped to eight, and if not, probably uh, Slater, if, um, who, who should be there. So well, now let me ask I you. See it. Or uh, if somebody overwhelmed them and wanted to take uh, a Trey Lance who should be there, um, Justin Fields, I could see the Panthers trading down and accumulating more picks. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. But if they're sticking with that eighth pick for themselves, um, I think they're going to take an offensive tackle. Yeah, I've seen a few mocks, by the way. I, I don't disagree with you. I think that's the way they should go. I have seen a few mocks where they've taken a receiver at this spot. 
you know, so I, I don't, you know, I don't know what to think about that. Obviously, they did lose Curtis Samuel, so that that it is a big loss. He ended up being there, probably the most productive receiver over the second half of the season. We, we know Darnold does have a good rapport with with Robbie Anderson from his Jet days. Uh, Jet days. G, DJ Moore still here. Uh, like I mentioned, they did sign David Moore, but I don't know. Could they be enticed to take one of those Alabama kids at this spot? You know, we know we know Brady got a good look at those those players while he was at LSU. So I don't know. Uh, it will be very interesting to see what the Panthers do do with the uh, number eight. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, you know, they could, they could really want to do that, but I, I think that when you look at the draft, um, I think there are, are receivers that are good that they can take in with their next pick or day two somewhere along the line, but there's a real drop off at some point And, they, they, a guy like Sam Donald, it's so important to get him uh, a good pocket and protection when he's throwing the ball. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure they're either going to trade down or take a tackle um, w- with that pick and then uh, go after a receiver. Because, yes, they lost Curtis Samuel, but you know they, they still have more and they still have Robbie Anderson, who has that connection with Sam Donald. So uh, that, that's how I think the Panthers are going to go about this draft. All right, awesome. And uh, a very strange year, Wiz. We come into a year where the New Orleans Saints uh, don't have Drew Brees as their quarterback. Um, you know, they they are bringing back both Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, we both think that Winston will be the quarterback here. A, a lot of drama this past season with Michael Thomas. You know, he was a guy that everybody had as the number one receiver on the board and, and ended up being a, a big disappointment. Emmanuel Sanders is gone from this team. They lost Hendrickson. In addition to losing Drew Brees, they, they've lost some key players. I don't think the secondary played particularly well last year. Lattimore took a step back. Um, like I said, I mentioned they lost Hendrickson. They, they released... Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, the Alexander Quan Alexander. They, they released him. So I look at the I look at New Orleans, and they definitely come into this season with a lot more question marks around this team than we've seen in a long time. And at quarterback, like I said, we'll see how that situation shakes out. Um, you know, can a guy like Traquan Smith can he kind of move up and, and become more consistent? Uh, part of the passing game. We know Kamara had a very, very tremendous season. They have one of the better backups in the league in in, in, um, in Murray. So a, a good tandem at running back. But, you know, I think a lot of question marks on the defensive side of the ball for the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think Adam Troutman will end up being the, the tight, starting tight end. that We liked that pick last year, and he's going to get every chance to be that, uh, being that uh, uh, Jared Cook is no longer in New Orleans. So how do you see this draft shaping up for the Saints? To me, it's a, it's a defensive... For me, it's all defense. Uh, how do you see it? Yeah, I think I I, I see you know three three areas where the, the Saints are going to you know probably address. First is cornerback. They got to they got to get better play out of the cornerbacks um, th- this year, um, especially you know in that division. We have some teams with terrific quarterbacks. Um, so I, I, again, uh, I think. Would they like to try and solve this 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 puzzle at quarterback with Winston? He's going to be there for a year. Taysom Hill is he always going to be this gimmick player? So will they address the quarterback in this draft? I think so, but not early. Uh, I think on the defensive side, especially cornerback, is where they're going to attack uh, this draft. And I also think they are going to look to get a wide receiver um, to be. 
the second guy to, to Mike Thomas. And uh, I think this is a good draft to do that. So I, I think Sean Payton will not be able to contain himself from trying to draft a wide receiver as well in this draft. Yeah, and again, you know, is that going to be with it, with their first round pick? I guess that would be dependent upon how how that how how the position evolves in the first round this year. I think they can do fine, you know, w- waiting around for someone in, in round two or three. But you know, that's the one thing that needs to be. Actually, they don't have a third. I don't think they have a third rounder. I think they have a fourth round pick because they traded back in to get Troutman last year. So they were they are without a third round pick. So yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do, and I think it's going to be dependent upon. You know who is available to them at that spot towards the end of the first round. Yeah, you know the Saints are picking at the end, the twenty eighth pick, and um, those three or four cornerbacks uh, are not going to be there at twenty eight. So I wouldn't be surprised, believe it or not, with their late first round pick, the twenty eighth pick, if the Saints see a wide receiver that. Um, has a clear first round grade that they love and uh, and take a wide receiver and then get a cornerback uh with their with their you know the next pick that they make all right yeah sounds 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 good and definitely looking forward to it uh that's going to wrap up the uh, nfc south we just have one more division to finish up and that's the nfc west guru and whiz fantasy football podcast spotify soundcloud apple podcast make sure you're in there subscribing whiz be right back to wrap up the nfc You got it.